Hello and welcome to the Girls on Fire podcast. My name's Simone. I'm the chaplain here at MLC and today I'm speaking with Saish and our mum, Dr. Hema Sakara, about their volunteer work. Welcome to you both. I'm so excited that you're joining us here today. Oh, thank you, Simone, for having us. We're really excited to be part of this podcast. So my first question is for you, Dr. Hema. Can you tell us about your medical background? Sure. Um, So I work as a general practitioner. Um, I studied at the University of Western Australia and then went on to do my fellowship with the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners. Uh, So I'm now currently working in a family practice and my interest really is in preventative and integrative medicine and I aspire to, I guess, provide that through a holistic platform and uh, I also dabble a bit in surgical assisting and bariatrics. Amazing, such a diversity and variety and I love hearing the passion in what you do. That's exciting stuff. Can you tell us about your upcoming trip and what you'll be doing in Fiji? It's so exciting. Um, Yeah, so... Essentially, um, congenital, heart, the congenital heart disease in Fiji is highly prevalent. Uh, of the 200,000 uh, births, 20,000 of those um, babies are born with congenital heart disease. And many of them uh, don't make it, unfortunately, because uh, there hasn't been adequate screening services or treatment uh, up until 2019 when a Pediatric Echocardiography Centre was established. And now with the opening of this Pediatric Heart Hospital, it's, it's going to you know, really change the face of healthcare in Fiji and the entire South Pacific by being able to provide um, these vital surgeries that essentially um, provide the gift of life and enable these children to live and to hopefully thrive and Uh, have a more positive future. Um, The parents in Fiji are very used to uh, seeing at least one of their children die in their arms and it's a very tragic sort of uh, situation over there. Uh, There was actually a father who brought his child to the medical centre just this month thinking that the hospital was going to be opening up this month and he was requiring oxygen and was very sick. So unfortunately this child probably will not make it till the surgical date. So this is a common occurrence in the in Fiji and the South Pacific. So it's going to be a game changer in how healthcare is delivered. And ultimately, you know, the long-term goal is to make it sustainable and to train up the local uh, medical teams there to uh, perform these surgeries. So, uh, you know, that will be a four to five year endeavor where they will be training in um, specialized hospitals in India and the United States. Um, and then they will then be able to provide ongoing surgeries. Um, that's our ultimate goal is to make this hospital self-sustaining within the local community. But at the moment we're getting, um, specialist surgical teams and anesthetists coming through from India and America. I think the current team that will be providing the surgeries from the third are from America and uh, that it's really looking uh, more towards uh, giving the local medical staff the expertise and the knowledge and the facilities for them to carry it forward. Um, So we'll be leaving on the 19th of April to help set up the Children's Heart Hospital and just prepare for the first operation. That's exciting. Can you both, maybe you want to take it in turns, but can you tell us about the sort of volunteering work that you'll be doing over there? Um, 
Well, since I'm like not an adult and I'm just younger, I'll be doing like general duties, like um, serving meals or just like making the children feel comfortable and more at ease before they have surgery. So they're not as frightened. Yeah. And those tasks might seem small, but they make such a difference to someone's experience in hospital, particularly a child. So brilliant work. Dr. Hamer, do you want to explain more about what you'll be doing? Yeah, it's it's. Um, I'll be part of the Health in Kind medical team, and uh, work has already started in terms of uh, supporting the local Fijian team there by uh, sourcing various medical equipment, including bear warmers and intravenous giving sets, um, fitting out the ICU. Uh, and providing PPE that we'll be taking with us um, for the hospital staff, but also uh, the delegates, other delegates attending attending this um, the opening ceremony and the gift of life ceremony. Uh, I think whilst we're there, we'll be offering sort of pre-operative support and post-operative support to the children and the parents. Because it's very scary entering a hospital when you're when you're a young child and seeing the noises and the various medical equipments and you know doctors and nurses dressed up in their PPEs and not really seeing their faces. Um, I think making them feel cared for and loved and providing them a safe and sec- secure environment is important. And really knowing that they're being cared for and looked after and. Uh, easing any uh, anxiety that the parents will have and ultimately supporting the surgical team in whatever endeavours that they will be pursuing. Uh, As Saisha mentioned, the surgeries commence on the 30th of April. Uh, And so there'll be a lot of hands-on practical logistical support that we'll be needing to provide um, prior to that date. Amazing, amazing work. I'm really curious, what made you want to get involved in this? Um, well, I think it'll be really fun to finally be able to travel overseas and meet new people. And it's a really good opportunity. Um, I get to work with new people and who've had like a lot of experience and it'll be really intriguing and I get to learn new skills, which is great. Um, and I'm really excited to meet the children and be able to play with them or just get to interact with them at all. We um, became part of this this initiative through uh, the volunteer organisation that Saish and I are involved in called Health in Kind. And uh, this is the international project that we've been invited to participate in. But uh, Health in Kind has been active in Perth since... 2018, I believe. And so uh, our aim is to fulfill the gaps in medical health care, you know, where vulnerable individuals and communities uh, need health care but find it difficult to access health care. Uh, so we've been working with uh, CARID, which is a centre for refugees, detainees and asylum seekers. And uh, prior to COVID, uh, we were conducting medical clinics there. But since COVID, we haven't been able to have those face-to-face sessions. But we also provide monthly food staples because nutritional health is just as important. Uh, So that work is continuing on. Um, There's also women's refuge that we're providing welcome packs to and offering cooking lessons to empower them with, uh, you know, healthy recipes and giving them some knowledge in nutritional medicine. Um, We provide health education classes at a local senior high school to the 
migrant and refugee patients in the intensive English learning centre. So a lot of them come from poor socioeconomic backgrounds. Many of the students are working one to two jobs to support their families. Uh, some have access to Medicare, others don't. So we've been going to the schools every fortnight and providing health education, covering nutrition, well-being, mental health, women's health, things like that. So uh, from our local um, volunteer work, we're now expanding into this international endeavour because, again, it's just connecting uh to people who need help, who are really vulnerable and uh, doing some good in the world. And uh, I think with everything going on, uh, having an opportunity to serve um, humanity is so important and such a privilege. So we're excited and we feel very honoured and blessed to be part of this team. Yeah. I, I'm inspired by your story. I know we've spoken briefly in the past and um, I come away from hearing all that you've done just feeling inspired and encouraged and I'm yeah amazed at your commitment to making this world a better place with whatever capacity you've got to do that. So thank you on behalf of the community for all that you're doing. Um, I'm just wondering now if we can chat a little bit about the toy drive that we launched in service week back in week seven. Um, this is a part of supporting your trip to Fiji. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? So the toy drive is for the children um, attending the gift of life function. And these children have had the surgeries. Um, we'll need around like 12 Mickeys and 12 Minis, uh, one for each patient who's had surgery. Um, so far we have around like 11 Minis and Mickeys. So we only need a few more, but I know there's some that have been donating, donated in the junior years. So yeah, but we also need some other toys for, um, the St. Christopher's, orphanage and the medical outreach program um for the older children it'd be great to get some like educational games like scrabble or connect four and for younger children maybe some like art supplies or plush toys um yeah that's brilliant thanks for that is there anything else you want to say about that what do you uh, hope to achieve with the toy drive oh well it can really vary because there's different genders, different ages. So anything that will be appealing to children, older or younger, there'll be 33 children in total at the St. Christopher's Orphanage. Five are boys and the rest are girls. And for the outreach program, there'll be 300 villages attending and like one third of them are children. So we'll need quite a few toys for that. I think um, it's it's a real opportunity to encourage volunteer work um, for the students at MLC. And I think for young people, you know, when they think of others, it really fosters compassion and empathy and uh, brings a positive impact to our community. So we're very grateful for the MLC community to be part of this toy drive. And uh, we'll definitely be taking a lot of photos and sharing our experiences with you when we get back. And uh, seeing, I think, the smiles on those children's faces is just going to be a very tear-jerking experience, I think, and heartwarming. And uh, I, I really I really feel um, grateful that MLC's behind this toy drive and uh, wish their ongoing support for this last week. So at the end of Friday, we'll collect all the toys. I know there's a 
booked um, at the JY reception. So if girls from JY can donate there or set up an area in the classroom to then bring it to the JY reception area, mm-hmm. that would be good. But yeah, we're collecting them them at the end of this week. And I, I'm always encouraged by how generous the MLC community is. And I think I'm excited about this opportunity for us to make a contribution to the amazing work that you're doing. This contribution might be small compared to all that's happening over there, but it feels like it's going to make a difference to for the patients and for their families as well. And it's great to feel that we're a part of what you're doing. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we're hoping to foster an ongoing relationship with the Fijian team and uh you know, hopefully this is not going to be the last of our volunteering endeavours and uh, for MLC to be also part of, of these projects will be fantastic. Yeah, thank you both so much. Um, your time is precious and thanks for sharing a bit of your story and inspiring us all and for the difference that you're making every day in our community. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, feel free to like, share or leave a review and make sure to stay tuned for episodes to come.